0: Cartoon commentary is not intended for children. Tom, Keith, and Corey are usually wrong, and anything they say can and probably will offend you. Apologies in advance. Commence the podcast.
1: Cartoon commentary.
2: Make a folder for this this is our 20, 27th attempt at an episode i don't know i mean there was a couple early on that technical issues got scrapped but um you know
1: we talking about the infamous sonic the hedgehog episode
3: uh, that... Although it was Mario, Sonic... Mario, Sonic... Uh,
0: Scooby-Doo...
3: Yeah, Scooby-Doo... <laughs> yeah, yeah like I, was, promised... I was looking at the order of the first few episodes, and it's weird, because we said we are gonna switch off every week, and from the perspective of an audience listening, they're like, wow, <laughs> they really don't want Keith to pick an episode.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, because Sonic and Scooby-Doo were both mine, so... Mm.
3: I mean, well, because it goes, it goes turtles, Captain N, and then uh, Boss Baby, Boss Babies, and then the next one is gonna be Widget. Oh yeah. (laughs) And then after that, Keith finally picks an episode. No, no, you know what, Corey? (laughs) Yeah. Delete
2: every episode I've done. (laughs) Let's just, just... (laughs) I know that scraps like a third of our material after week four,
3: (laughs) but. I like no, because I, I really want. I, I'm actually looking forward to the Doug episode. That's oh my true. The god, Doug episode yes! Is pretty good. But, I can't wait for that.
2: Okay, after the Doug episode, I just honestly, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get rid of some responsibility here of picking episodes because the thing is that <laughs> no, I would, am I would going, do that
3: for myself. I'm going
2: to, option. I'm going to run out <laughs> of material so much sooner than you guys are going to,
3: like. <laughs> There's a lot. Well, I mean, sp- you 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 already picked Toy Story and Terror, yeah, or Toy Story of Terror, which is like I'm assuming you and Maya must have watched this at some point.
2: Um, <laughs> we should if we're gonna. I mean, if we're gonna like yeah. uh,
0: we're yeah, gonna talk we're about other recording. things, or we're gonna
2: talk about this. Like, that's, did you start recording yet? It is recording. Oh,
3: oh, Ooh, uh, what's
1: up, internet? what's up tom um does every uh, uh he doesn't know s- uh, no no uh sound level sorry I'm, I'm still half asleep give me a second to just wake up uh i slap my face <laughs> or something yeah just but uh, i i wanted to say should we uh, are, are we okay with the sound are we in everybody sync sounds are we okay off? to me yeah everybody okay. sounds oh, fine
2: until post editing, and then it's and that's total shit. So mm.
3: Well the the in the sync thing is like we can't really do anything about it.
2: You responded pretty quick to the end of my sentence there, so I feel like we're decent right now. Well
3: okay. the the <clears throat> issue is you guys responding to me.
2: Yeah, well that's mm. maybe. Like, because I hear slurred. you guys
3: in real time and I start talking in real well, I guess you guys hear me talking so maybe
2: your After I've... maybe your upload speed is just shitty. So like your download is fine, but your upload is bad. Well,
3: like I mean, if if you think about it at the most basic level, you are sitting in a room with a computer that's either attached by Wi-Fi very close to your computer or hardwired in. Mm. I'm sitting in a building that technically doesn't have Wi-Fi. That is having the Wi-Fi. Run through an extender. Like, it's just yeah. kind of logical that my connection would kind of be shittier.
2: Is so, question where is your router in the main house? Is it like.
3: The router's in the living room, which is, is almost as far away uh, as it could be from where I am right now. Hmm. Hmm. But the extender... Well, previously, the extender was as close in the house as it could be to where I am. But, because my wife started working from home, she had to get a second Wi-Fi extender, because for some reason the one that we already had wasn't working for her office upstairs.
0: Hmm.
3: So, for some reason... This router can't handle having two extenders, so the old extender just doesn't work. Like it's bricked. Uh, <laughs> oh. So now I'm working off of uh the extender that is upstairs and not as close as it could be. Mm. Gotcha. Mm-hmm.
2: Um I was going to say, if the router was on, like, that side of the house, I'd have to look for it. But I'm pretty sure I bought a 50-foot Cat6 Ethernet cable. And, Hmm. like, I mean, I don't know if it's waterproof necessarily. But, like, before doing the podcast, you could always just, like, plug it in, run the line to, like, the back of the house... Like, the cables, I mean, it's a regular insulated cable, so, like, if it's wet outside, it should be fine, as long as you don't mm. leave it out there for, like, days on end kind of thing. It's, like, plug it into the router, string it across the yard, plug it into your computer, boom, wired internet. And then, like, when you're done with the podcast, just unplug it and wind it up and bring it back to the house. But um, mm. but if it's on, like, the other side of the house, I don't think 50 feet is going to cut it. You're going to need, like, 100 foot. Hmm. Because mm. I've That'd seen, be I've, I've seen your property. There's probably at least twenty or thirty feet in between, like the structure that you're sitting in versus the house.
3: Yeah. Mm. So, and to be honest, like something that could theoretically work, but would be uh, ridiculously. Way too much work. Would be I could always, like for the podcast on Thursdays, I could just bring my laptop inside, and my microphone inside. The only issue is I would have to try and be quiet.
2: Oh well, the mm. the problem I thought you were going to say is that when you bought the laptop, it was really an outside laptop. It's not an inside laptop.
3: <laughs> well, no, it, it's this is it's kind of like when, laptop you it, when you buy it. You buy it outside, obviously. Dog. <laughs> the the like bringing the whole microphone thing which is like Uh, this big arm that you like with nothing to attach it to and then lugging it back outside because no one's gonna want that just chilling in their living room with no reason i mean Mm
2: -hmm. you could get like a cheap stand to put it in and then just bring like the cable inside but the problem is then is that like i mean It all depends, like, how quiet you have to be. But, like, any moment where
3: we're just like, you know, like, any loud (laughs) laughter would just be like, I'd have to stifle it or just be...
2: Yeah.
3: I don't know. That would be... And all for the sake of not having a small delay, which I feel like (laughs) even with the delay, with the amount of podcasts I listen to, there are many people making way too much money off their podcast that their quality is not that much better than ours, if at all. Yeah. Yep. Like, anything IGN puts out right now is actually worse quality than our podcast. And that's that's not me being an asshole. That's that's just their quality is really bad. I'm just
2: going to say that they're probably using Skype.
3: They have no quality control, and they don't edit anything out, despite the fact that they have a live editor... Like, someone there that is there to edit the podcast, that they'll have someone go, like, completely Mm. robotic and, like, fall off the face of the earth while talking. Mm. And no one will even mention it at all, and they just leave it in. And it's just like, oh, cool, I clicked off because of this. I thought something was wrong with, you know, my car. Yeah. Mm. Damn.
2: Wow. Yeah. I don't know. The world's full of shitty podcasts. Let's let's make one more <laughs> slightly less shitty.
3: Yep. S- so what's up plan. internet? Welcome to Cartoon Commentary, a podcast where three best friends in their 30s talk about old, new, and sometimes spooky cartoons. I'm Corey, Mr. Potato Head Zamir,
1: I'm Tom. Where's Slink O'Connell? Oh, that means I'm Keith Pricklepants
2: Barnofsky.
3: <laughs> Mr. Pricklepants. <And> t- <laughs> Is that a new character for this? I'm not uh, that familiar. Uh, he, with. The, uh... He
1: came in in the third movie, right? Um. Okay.
3: Yes, he came in in the third
2: movie and then he was also present in the fourth movie.
1: Yeah, he I'm he's... like super
3: familiar with the first movie and that's about it. I've seen the other ones maybe one time each.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: So let's tell everybody we're watching, well, we watched. It's already happened. Toy Story <laughs> of Terror,
3: which is which is available on Disney Plus. Uh yep. how we watched it.
2: Yep, mm-hmm. which is actually I started watching this like 2 years ago. Um, I, purchased... I figured there had to be some
3: sort of story behind why we were watching this <laughs> oh, today.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, my daughter, um, she's four and a half now. She she loved the Toy Story movies. Like, we started watching Toy Story 1, 2, and 3. I bought them on Amazon Prime um, so we could watch them just relentlessly. And <laughs> then when 4 came out, bought that one, too. And then... We realized that Toy Story of Terror was, like, this additional, like, 20-something minute episode that they just came out with. It's, like, not a full movie, but, like, obviously Toy Story, as far as I know, doesn't have, like, a TV show. Mm. It was, like, no, a...
3: I don't Well, Buzz Lightyear had oh. a TV show Okay. for yeah. the actual character that the, car, the, that the action figure is based on. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But...
3: Mm-hmm. And it was actually pretty cool. It's on my list of things to watch eventually.
2: Oh, cool. So this was something, though, that, like, back in the day when, like, she was like, I want to watch Toy Story, but I want something new. Like, I searched Toy Story, and it was like, oh, this came up. And, like, she was, like, two and a half or three. And I was like, oh, Toy Story of Terror. I can't. (laughs) It can't be that scary. Let's watch it. And luckily, she was okay with it. And then she literally binge-watched Toy Story of Terror for, like, months. (laughs) Like, we watched it probably three times a week for, like, four or five months. Um, Wow. Yeah. And then I haven't seen it in a while, but it kind of popped into my head the other day. And I like it. I like it so much because it's Toy Story, but I don't have to watch a whole movie. Mm -hmm. And not only that, but it's, it's Toy Story, like, in just a little different view it's it, it does have like a little bit of spookiness to it has a little bit of creepiness like it's um it it is totally within the canonical world of toy story so they slotted in like after movie 3 but before movie 4 i believe okay
3: that was one of the questions mm-hmm. i was going to have was when mm. this happens
2: yeah like i'm pretty sure it's after 3 but before 4 Yeah, Um, because at movie three correct me if i'm wrong but at movie three i believe the end of spoiler alert if you have not seen (laughs) all the toy story movies but uh at the end of movie three um andy gives all his old toys Mm -hmm. to this girl bonnie that lives down the street from him
1: yeah yeah
2: and then movie four is about like bonnie and these toys and her going to daycare and stuff like that um I hope I got that. No, right. I think no, movie that's three. No, movie three is about that.
3: Yeah, yeah. is the daycare movie. Yeah, that's
2: it's... that's true. But the thing is, at the end of that movie, Andy gives all the toys right. to Bonnie.
1: Yes, like she yes. ended
2: up. She ended up getting Woody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As like in, as part of the storyline, and brought him to daycare, and she meets his other toys, and then. Mm-hmm. Movie four is about the daycare situation afterwards. But, so, slightly, no, 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 slightly no, no, wrong, no. slightly the, right.
1: No, the the daycare thing happened in the third movie.
3: Yeah, daycare's that... third movie. The fourth movie is like kind of We're a, on road a road trip, trip movie or something. From what I remember.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Is it? Anyway. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. We didn't watch those this time. It's been a while. That's my true. My daughter went through that phase a couple of years ago. And in parent years if it didn't happen last week i don't know about it at this point so (laughs) so let's let's get into the show it's um basically toy story it starts as all the toys are in the trunk of bonnie's mom's car they're obviously traveling somewhere somewhere and it's obviously a very like halloween-esque filmed show um or episode and They're all watching, like, on a portable DVD player, like an old black-and-white vampire movie. Uh, Mr. Pricklepants, who is a hedgehog toy, uh, is constantly trying to explain, like, the structure of a horror movie and, like, the different things that'll happen and, like, the proper components as they're watching it. And the car gets a flat tire... Um, When that happens, it kind of, like, bounces. Jesse falls into a toolbox that then shuts and gets into, like, a position where they can't easily open it. And Jesse, if anybody knows from movie two, she was packed away in a box for years. So she has claustrophobia. Um, Which makes sense. Mm. Yeah, totally. If I had to...
3: That's that's got to be a living hell Oh, if yeah. you're a toy who can't die and you're just like <laughs> stuck somewhere
2: forever. Mm-hmm. Well, honestly, just the, this is where Toy Story kind of goes awry and like kids won't necessarily pick up on this, but like these toys are just destined for torture at some point. <laughs> like it, it, there is there is so many existential problems with the fact that these toys are sentient and the fact that they can just get like thrown away and end up at a landfill or like, you know, Mm. get, get packed away in a box and end up there for 20 years. Like be, be (laughs) in a box by yourself, like deprived of like sight and sound for 20 years and come Mm. out sane. Like, is this, is this actually the backstory of Chucky? (laughs) Well, no, as isn't. you
1: were, but it, as you were saying that, I, I was just thinking, you know, uh, there's a meme uh, I've seen a few times in the past where it's like in in Toy Story, uh, blow up dolls are sentient. Oh. <laughs> and I was just thinking, oh, you're talking about how bad Jesse had it. I'm like, yeah, the only thing worse is if you were a blow up doll, <laughs> oh, in Toy God. Story. <laughs> oh no. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
3: Oh yeah. No, uh. but like. One other thing with the Toy Story thing is, like, there's so many new-in-box collectors for toys, so they're just, like, trapped in a plastic seal their entire life, and they just never Mm -hmm. get to move.
2: Well, I feel like those ones are fine, though, because remember Buzz Lightyear from Toy Story, the first Toy Story movie? Like, he was, like, out of the factory, like, thought he was the actual Buzz Lightyear, but only really, like came to life when he came out of the packaging oh like like, which Mm. so you don't
3: know about anything until you're open
2: yeah which kind of like in in movie two at one point they go to a store there's a bunch of buzz light years in packagings and they're all Somewhat sentient, but they're all just like, "Nope, we're waiting for our mission." Like it's like Mm they're they're completely Mm -hmm. resolved in the fact that they are in packaging and nobody's opened them yet, regardless of the reason why they're like they're kind of just fine with that. Um, Mm. So I feel like until they get opened, well, once you get opened, if you rebox them, that's when they get mad. You know, you can't <laughs> let the funny. cat out of the box. Or out of the bag.
1: Keith, have you been putting your cat in a box again?
2: Actually, if I put a box out, my cat freely jumps into it.
1: Yeah, he's a yeah,
2: he's all yeah. about yeah. all about the boxes. Any Amazon box I put down. Cat <laughs> in it. Five minutes or less. So Anyway, so they they basically they end up freeing her and she's like having a panic attack. Um, Jesse is having a panic attack in that toolbox, and then they end up staying at a motel that night because it's obviously late at night and they need to get the tire fixed before they can actually get to their destination, which is seems to be like a vacation of some sort or maybe a distant relative. I think
1: they're house. visiting the grandmother or something. Yeah yeah, 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 they're on their way to grandma's house.
2: So um they stay at this motel called the Sleepwell Motel, where apparently the slogan is at the Sleepwell Motel you will sleep well. <laughs> it's Great. The lamest slogan ever.
1: Yeah. Pretty much. But it, it seems like a real hotel. Like I as a little boy, uh I traveled across country with my family from Connecticut to Minnesota. And you know we stopped at uh, you know hotels along the way, and oh, I'm trying to remember the name, I, but it's it sounded very similar to the name of this hotel, and it had a slogan just as cheesy as this as theirs, and it it kind of made me crack up a little because I was like, you yeah. know what? Uh, not only does that remind me of the hotel I stayed at, but later that summer I saw Toy Story. It was the same summer the first Toy Story movie came out. And I saw it at the Mall of America in Minnesota. They had movie theaters in there, big, you know, well, they got an amusement park in there too, roller coasters, all sorts of stuff, big-ass mall. And uh, that's where I ended up seeing Toy Story for the first time, uh, which I thought I'd share that.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I've seen plenty of motels like Comfort Inn and, you know,
3: it's... Mm.
1: Motel Six.
3: We'll leave the light
1: on. For you. Sh- should I should I tell the the motel story? It's it's a little gross, but I, I got a that funny motel creepy, story. Man. Okay, so I mean, now you have to. So... <laughs> well, so we're we're heading back from Minnesota, and uh, you know my dad's driving. It's just my brother Ryan and I with him. Uh, we're driving Ooh. back and. Uh, know we're driving he's driving driving and it's getting real late and he's like okay let's finally breaks down he's like all right fine we'll find a hotel we'll get a cheap hotel and we stop at this place which reminds me of the the hotel in the show uh with the name and everything and i just remember like around one in the morning my father waking me up and like picking up my brother saying we gotta go we're leaving right now we're leaving and I'm like, what the hell? We've we've only been here a couple hours. Why are we rushing out of the hotel? And he was just really pissed. He wouldn't say anything. We're in the car. We're driving for a couple hours. And finally, he breaks down. And he says, I was getting up to walk to the bathroom. And I stepped on something. And I heard a squish. I'm like, what? <laughs> and he goes, I stepped on a used rubber. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'm getting ready for bed. I'm going to the bathroom. All of a sudden, I feel, you know, squish. I look down, and there's this this bag full of pudding on the floor. And he was so <laughs> mad about that. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, I... <laughs> that, that, oh. yeah. That's the other story this reminded me of. He <laughs> said
3: bag full of pudding? Pudding?
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh. How old were you guys? Oh, God, I was, uh... It was 95, so nine. Oh, young as hell. Oh, no, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to
2: say, Tom, when you're done using your condoms, you should throw <laughs> them away so your dad doesn't step on them. But being <laughs> nine, I would assume you probably didn't have money or condoms or money to buy condoms. So... <laughs>
1: Yes, Keith. At, at nine, I did not uh, yeah. did not f- did, practice safe sex. Hey,
2: oh, oh, oh. hey, you were raw dogging it at nine. Come <laughs> on, Tom, my man. He's like, you know what? Nine-year-olds. <laughs> no, they don't. They don't got nothing.
3: Where's my water bottle?
2: <laughs> he was also 9, so
3: yeah. Uh... Tom
2: Tom was just he was he was playing the elementary school playground top Jeez. of his game. Uh...
1: Keith, Keith, my whole point was it wasn't my condom on the floor. <laughs> it was your brother's. You're taking condom. this. You're taking it a little you're taking it a little further.
2: <laughs> God damn. Oh. Yeah. That is gross. I mean, honestly, yep. I'm surprised that it took him that long to notice it, though. Um, I know, yeah.
3: like, you don't look around the room before you settle in?
1: Evidently just not. Like, I oh, just like,
3: oh, I'm with my boys, and oh, there's a used condom on the floor. Like, that's not something we... you notice?
1: We drove to, like, midnight, or maybe even a little later, so, you know... We get into the room and we're that tired. we're tired and we just walk in and, and like I don't even remember much of that that hotel except you know walking in and within freaking five minutes I was under the covers sleeping, um, but yeah, <laughs> uh, that was uh, and you know what if you if you run into my father just ask him about that ask him about the hotel story the he'll get is, so mad uh, <laughs> the
2: thing is though is that at that point I'm pretty you, sure I'm not guys... gonna. You were you were already in those beds, right? You're already yep. sleeping. Like, yep. I mean, like if the beds were dirty, you were already in them. Just get oh, some sl- like, just get some sleep at that uh. point. Like, I mean, it can't. Don't don't like I don't know. Don't suck on the the blanket
1: like. Oh, oh, Keith. What it's. Do you I'm, suck on hotel blankets no, when you stay in hotels? I'm, I'm
2: just saying that like, that's that's the only thing that would make it worse, because like, you oh. were already in the beds.
1: For a second, I thought that was a thing. Or, I or mean, if the condom was right outside the do.
2: bathroom, they probably fucked in the shower, to be honest. So.
3: <laughs> There's not that many places in a motel room that the condom could have been. It's like usually just a room, two beds,
2: yeah, mm-hmm. and a bathroom. The bathroom, you know. Like. So the question is: Did they take it off going into the bathroom, or did they take it off while coming out of the bathroom?
1: Well, like I say, I don't. I don't <sighs> remember exactly because I didn't see it. I just remember being woken up by my father. He was shaking me, saying like, "All right, time yeah. to go. You gotta leave. Right? We gotta go right now. Yeah. Get your get your shoes on." And, uh yeah, and I just remember him scooping up my younger brother Ryan and running out with him. I'm like, oh,
3: okay, we gotta get out of here. Like, I'm not saying inspect every motel or hotel room <laughs> you go into with a blacklight or anything, but you have to go in there thinking, like, reasonably, some fuckings happened here.
1: Yeah. Right, right.
3: Well, now, I I mean, it I, just happened that in your case, that fucking probably happened
1: earlier that day. Oh, maybe. Ooh, yeah.
2: Was that the kind of motel that rents also by the hour? I
1: oh. don't know. I it, it, It's the kind of, you know, sleep well hotel where you're supposed to sleep well. And not that step was on not, used rubbers. That was,
2: that was not the hotel <laughs> from the children's show that we are discussing. <laughs> but, okay. I mean, I've heard stories of motels having an hourly rate, but... Yeah,
1: yeah. I don't think this was one of those. I think this was just like a, a regular budget motel. Like, you know, those I, are the ones I'd
3: imagine that probably usually have. Probably, <laughs> probably do. Yeah. yeah now that I think about God it, damn. yeah.
2: Wait, so there's regular motels and then there's budget <laughs> motels. Like, come on. Those budget mm. motels are there for a reason. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's a good point. See, when I was younger, it was just I. I assume that's where people went because you know my father didn't want to spend money at a, you know, a Marriott or a you know, I I can't even think of other hotels other than like a hotel that's just down the street from me. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, yeah, yeah, it it was uh, traumatizing a little, mm. but also funny. So and like Corey said, uh, you know, or at least for me now I do check when I go into my hotel rooms. Uh, yeah, you look around.
2: <laughs> you play oh, the yeah. game. You cold. end up
1: traveling enough mm-hmm. and you learn
3: that you have to figure out if you're in like a trap house motel or if <laughs> you're in a place that you could actually inhabit for the night. Yeah, like, that's one thing you always have to do. And sometimes you just are in a place that it's just like, nope, can't stay here. Yeah, we had mm. that experience once when we went to a video game convention And they couldn't even give us pillows.
1: Really? Jesus. Yeah.
3: We requested for many hours while we were there, hey, you know, could we get two pillows for our room? Not really an unreasonable Mm. request. And they could (laughs) not do that. They could not. It was impossible to them to get us two pillows. Damn. Not to mention our room was kind of like a prison cell. And we ended up like upgrading to like an actual like legit hotel because we just said fuck it, we want to not stay in yeah. absolute shit.
2: Like skeevy mm. bedbug town, yeah.
3: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and sometimes you just got to pay up for that and depending on the situation, yeah. you know. Yeah.
2: Hey listeners, if you've enjoyed our podcast, we would really appreciate it if you could give us a good rating on iTunes or wherever you rate your podcast. Also, tell your friends to listen. If you don't have friends, tell your dog. If you don't have a dog, tell your cat. If you don't have a cat, tell your fish. If you don't have a fish, tweet it on Twitter and get friends on Twitter. Tell everybody on Twitter. Scream it on Instagram. Scream it out your window. We love you guys. Thank you so much.
0: Hmm. True.
2: We're gonna get but anyway. Right back to this about episode. This, uh, no, we're gonna yeah. get right back to it. Except I need to pee. So
1: Okay, All well right. well Keith Keith pees. I'm gonna ask Corey a quick question. There you go. Uh it, did did we totally skip over the fact that the vampire in the movie that they start watching at the very beginning, that, that, that vampire goes boo boo he's 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 doing like a ghost impression, but he's a vampire. No, is he? Yeah, it, You know, it, I didn't like, pay
3: too it's... close attention to the beginning right there. I only uh, did watch this once.
1: Yeah. See, I, I I watched the first time, then I watched the second, and this was before I fell asleep, but I remember thinking a couple things at the very beginning. One, why is that vampire booing like a ghost? Is that what what's supposed to be the terror of Toy Story of Terror? And, uh... Yeah, the, the second thing was uh, the animation. I don't know if you noticed, like, the animation quality, uh, like, the outside of the car when it when they hit, like, that pothole or whatever that, that you know, burst the tire, uh, the outside mm-hmm. looked terrible. Like, it just, it, like, yeah, I was really surprised. I'm like, wow, the animation's really shitty quality. But then when they get to the hotel room, like, less than 90 seconds later, uh, and they show the car from the outside again the animation quality has greatly improved because like that, that that really put me off at the very beginning at first i'm like oh is this like a cheap a real cheap production is this gonna be mm-hmm. shitty like i was real worried but then you know all of a sudden you know the next time you see the car i'm like oh wow it, the animation is greatly improved okay and and things yeah everything looked much better but Are you sure it just yeah.
2: wasn't your internet connection
1: you know it's possible it could have been that because it was watch it a third time
2: still buffering when you first started it and then it (laughs) finally like clicked in you're just like oh wait no this is good this is good
1: (laughs) oh it got better yeah it's no longer in 720p there you go (laughs) so digitally remastered it
2: so well let's get back to the episode here um Mr. Potato Head, they're they're at the hotel, and uh, presumably Bonnie and her mom are sleeping. Mr. Potato Head go, goes to leave the backpack that they're in, and he's like, and "They're like, whoa, 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 where are you going?" He's like, "Ah, oh, I want to, ex- I want to check out the amenities." And they're all just like, "Ah, oh, like do this fucking guy, mm-hmm. right?" Like, but he's a toy. It's not like he's going to the fucking sauna, and it's not like they have a sauna because it's a motel. So he's literally looking for, like, free shampoo from a motel when he doesn't take showers.
3: Yeah, he doesn't have hair. Not really. Right? <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So he's literally just looking. He's looking to get out of the backpack to walk around and look at the amenities, not actually take advantage of them. <laughs> I guess you're a toy. It's your life. Do do what you want, man. So... yeah. a couple of the other toys start to follow and then woody's like oh god i gotta get them back and like goes after them and the buzz is like well i'm gonna go get woody back and (laughs) jesse stays in the backpack and
3: well and and the entire time uh mr prickle pants yeah prickle something Mm -hmm. yeah He, he is basically saying like oh this is how it starts Oh yeah! This is how it all starts. <laughs> One person leaves, and they never come back. Yep. Mm-hmm. So everybody's trying to stay together. Dude, Mr. Pricklepants, and, is... like they're they're really they're really playing up the uh, the horror angle for like yeah. literally the first half of this, and then they kind of drop it near the end. Yeah, it just becomes, do, like, like, a regular Toy Story story. Yeah,
2: because it's <laughs> it's a kid's show. Like, they're playing it up. They're, they're creating the anticipation of, like, bad things happening. And Mr. Pricklepants is a little bit of, like, the lighthearted narration to, like, let you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, this is what's going to happen. But at the same time, like, oh, Mr. Pricklepants is just, he's a fantastic character in this. Because in the <laughs> actual movies, he is also, like, the... Um you like the drama stage like consultant. He's like the director yeah, of a, the show. He's
1: like a a, a thespian. Yeah. Mhm.
2: Whatever that means.
1: Thespian. <laughs> T H you know yeah. actor kind of. Yeah. Ah, yeah. uh, gotcha. How often do you get to use the word thespian? Not very. Uh never. <laughs> well, there you go. This is when you would use it.
2: Thanks, Tom. <laughs> You're the, welcome. The more you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so Jesse gets claustrophobic in that backpack by herself because she had that recent event of being in the toolbox by herself, and immediately like exits the backpack and then comes after them and buzzes like, No, it's day, hey, everyone's fine. Look, everyone's fine, everyone's here. Where's Mr. Potato Head? <laughs> He's gone. And immediately becomes like ominous you know and they're they're like oh there's this strange goo on the floor and they're all looking at the goo and i think buzz actually tastes the goo
3: yeah um yeah i was screaming at my tv yeah when this is happening i was like no 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 he's not (laughs) tasting the potential Oh. Come staying on the floor oh. <laughs> in, in a, a motel. Children's cartoon. <laughs>
2: yeah, no, I wasn't gonna say it, but oh. yeah, they're in a motel. There's like goo. literally
3: with the t- the story Tom just told <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, it's like a drippy condom it was landed like, here, oh. Oh. and like,
2: <laughs> and they're like, we need to find where this came from.
0: <laughs>
3: oh,
2: you're you're not gonna like that. So
0: oh. this this is
3: where
2: like like I don't know if that was even any sort of intentional but like if that was that was
3: That's for the parents.
2: Oh yeah. That was like <laughs> that was like in the Shrek movies where they make like
3: yeah, mm-hmm. you know
2: some some sideline jokes that kids aren't going to get. But this was actually more obscure than those where it was like you have to get the context of being in a motel, the fact of what possibly <laughs> happens in a motel which yeah. still still happens in a hotel too. Motels for some reason just have because they're cheaper prices. Just
3: well, they're know. cheaper. Yeah, so mm. they're so cheaper people, and they are more easily accessible so than a the, hotel. So
2: the difference between mm. a motel and a hotel is that nobody, unless you have a bunch of money, goes to a hotel purely for sex. Versus if you go to a <laughs> motel, it could be just because you're staying the night and then leaving or. Because you're just gonna pay that real cheap room rate to do it with someone,
1: To and fuck leave out. a used condom on the floor. Because, like,
2: why would you yep. go to just the, to
1: troll Tom's dad? Yeah,
2: why would you pay? Yep. Why would you pay two <laughs> or three hundred dollars to the Marriott when you could pay sixty nine ninety nine for the motel? <laughs> right.
3: Well, that, and I, I, th- I don't know if it's like a rule, but I think. All motels, like, one of the definitions of them is they have rooms that don't have a lobby. Yeah, it's all so outdoor access. Yeah, like, it's
2: all outdoor access. Yeah, like
3: all yeah. Outdoor yeah. access True. Whereas a hotel, mm-hmm. you have to go into a lobby. Mm-hmm. All the rooms have interior and, yeah.
2: doors versus mm-hmm. exterior doors, which makes sense. I thought... Mm-hmm. I At least I that's how, you how like,
3: I always so differentiate when it.
2: it. When you said there was a rule, <laughs> I <laughs> thought you were going to say... Well, it's a motel. If you're staying here, you gotta fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I I just. I thought thought, thought that was too funny because that that happened when you were like, well, when there's a motel, there's a rule. And I was like, oh, no.
3: Oh, no.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's a bad one. All right.
3: (laughs) It's not like a barbecue. Exactly.
2: No, definitely not like a barbecue.
3: Right.
0: There's
2: There's
3: obviously no fucking at the barbecue. No fucking at the barbecue.
2: Everyone knows that. That is is dangerous. Yep. It's for safety reasons. OSHA, for Mm -hmm. God's sakes. Um, So, anyway, Trixie, uh, the Triceratops, she follows the slime on the floor to like a a heat vent. I don't know if it's heat or air conditioning. I assume it's heat because it's in the floor, technically. You know, if you're going to put heat vents and they'd be on the floor um so she follows it over and fall she like opens it up and then falls into it and um then the rest of them follow and uh mr prickle pants is walking next to rex <laughs> You know, the, the T-Rex toy. And he, T-Rex is like, well, what happens next? And Mr. Pants is like, well, at this point, the party would normally get separated and then picked off <laughs> one by one. And then he just disappears. Mm. And then <laughs> T-Rex disappears. And it's basically Woody, Jesse, and Buzz laughed. And they're like, what the heck? Um... They're running. They find Mr. Potato Head's arm. Yeah. One of his arms.
3: Which is... Well, the way they play it off in the show is they make it seem like the thing that's been stalking them is Mr. Potato Head's arm. Mm. Yeah,
2: it's kind of like... I don't know, though. It's kind of... It's weird, though, because Mr. Potato Head's arm is then pointing up. And they're like, what are you doing? Well, they try...
3: They're trying to figure out what he's trying to do. He's pointing up, and they think they're, he's just like, oh, one plus one?
0: Yeah. Like, they're all <laughs> trying
3: to, f- like, figure it out, and Jesse's eventually like, no, I think it's just pointing up because it's obvious.
2: Yeah. So, mm. like, oh, we're supposed to go up here. So then they go up, and then they, you know, they go through some vents and whatever, and they end up in a bathroom in one of the rooms. And um, it's definitely, like, it, it went from, like, Dark scene in the room initially when they, like, obviously Bonnie and the mom were sleeping, to like, went like creepy, went down into this vent, went to a a dark area again. Now they're in this bathroom, which is a little bit more lit, but just definitely, it's like, it's lit like a Silent Hill, like, video game. It's like, it's like Mm. that gray lit. You know, where it's mm-hmm. like, it's not light, but it's not totally dark kind of thing. And um, they're like discussing what they should do. And like Jesse actually hears something and she gets distracted. And like Buzz and Woody get nabbed. They get toy napped. And <laughs> Jesse gets pulled aside by my favorite god yes. damn character in any toy story anything and he's only in this one 23 minute episode combat carl
3: yeah definitely the name i should i should have went with for this episode <laughs> right like corey he... combat carl oh nightmare. my god the mm. alliteration but i'd already written mr Potato head, mr potato head down so i had to go with it
1: so I'm glad I had a couple names in reserve because my, my first one was Mr. Potato Head. Uh, but oh, really? <laughs> yeah, you beat me to it. I, I had uh, uh, Tom Potato Head O'Connell. I had Tom uh, Wears Slink O'Connell. And my third option, just in case, was Tom To Infinity and Beyond O'Connell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I was prepared.
2: <laughs> See, Combat Carl, who's... I believe voiced by Carl Carl Weathers.
3: Oh, that would make sense. That would make a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: And I'm pretty sure he's just playing his true self in this character. Like this is <laughs> this is him at his finest. I, um, I don't
3: know why I'm always drawn to characters who to who end up referring to themselves in the third person. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Jesse makes uh kind of light of it when she's like are you Combat Carl? <laughs> no. Yeah. he's just like yeah. he's, he's like Combat he's rattling off. <laughs> well, yeah, he's, he's
2: talking about like the the danger that's out there, and he's a like, Combat Combat Carl seeing things. Combat Carl seeing <laughs> horrible things. She's like, "Are are you Combat Carl?" <laughs>
0: like,
2: <laughs> I mean, you know what it is when you when you have a character that refers to themselves as like, in the third person, but they're obviously in a show or a movie, it's like, to me, it's like, they're watching it with you. Because they're not (laughs) cognizant that they are themselves. They are talking about themselves as if they are not themselves. They are watching what's happening Mm -hmm. to themselves. They're on like, this autopilot, you know, just seeing what happens. So, there's probably a whole existential crisis in that. That we should delve into because this episode doesn't need to be six hours long.
1: Tom agrees.
2: (laughs) So anyway, Combat Carl's like prepping Jesse. He's just like, "Listen, gotta listen exactly what I say. Otherwise, we're just screwed." (laughs) And he's (laughs) like, "All right, ready? We're gonna get ready to run. Let's go." And then, I believe, actually, he puts out his hand. Because Carl combat Carl's missing one of his hands. Mm. Um and when he puts out his hand to grab Jesse's hand, it's the hand that's missing. And then he gets like distracted by that and then gets nabbed. Mm. And then he has a brief moment where he basically just tells Jesse to run. And uh Jesse runs, she ends up in another bathroom. And she jumps into the shower and this was actually the I would say the creepiest moment of the episode because it's like an Alfred uh Hitchcock yes. film
1: we're like yes it's yeah, a yeah.
2: female in a shower it and there's like a very like, psycho yeah, yeah there's there's like a protagonist murderer something outside of the shower curtain that is coming. So, and with the
1: lighting, the way they did the lighting, oh, yeah. It, it yeah, it felt very much like a black and white psycho, yeah. You know, yeah, they made it very shower. Which yeah. so
2: let me roll back to this again. My daughter saw this at like <laughs> somewhere between like two and a half and three years old and like was fine with it. <laughs> and she watched well, yeah, it, she doesn't so have all the times. context no, for that. No, she it. doesn't have the context for that. But the thing is, we watched it today She jumped at that scene. Really? Yeah. Wow. Which is funny because now she's four and a half. And the thing is, I feel like she understood the anxiety of the scene now better Mm. than like two years ago. Because when she was like two and a half, three, we watched this like a whole bunch of times, a couple months in a row. We have not seen this in probably like a year at least. So what's funny Mm. is that we watched it now and we were at that scene and the shower curtain gets torn suddenly and it's like you're you're anticipating something happening and that happens. Mm. It is a jump scene. She my daughter jumped, and it was like kinda of funny because I'm like, you've seen this like fifty times. Like But Um you you see that there's just a lizard. It's a lizard that's panting like a dog with his tongue hanging out of his mouth. It's very non threatening. Which once again makes sense because they had to pull it back to be like Oh shit! Uh, it's kind of <laughs> like Psycho with that guy with the knife, where he murders that <laughs> lady. Oh wait, yeah, we can't just murder Jesse. So it's a friendly lizard, and he um he grabs Jesse and basically brings her back to uh, all of the other toys, including some new faces and. She reunites everybody, including Combat Carl and Woody and Buzz and everybody, and they're all a big happy family again. Except now they're locked in a cabinet with glass doors. uh, that is basically the property of the manager or owner of this motel. Mm-hmm. And they quickly find out that the that guy. I'm just gonna call him the hotel manager. I don't know if he's Ron. Here. Yeah. Ron, yep. He uh, he basically uses his pet lizard to steal steal children's toys, and then <laughs> mm-hmm. sell them online.
3: <laughs> 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 Corey, do you have a... <gasps> I'm the villain. <laughs> <laughs> I was
2: I literally wrote down um, cute joke about Corey, Corey being a reseller.
3: Yeah, I literally wrote down this guy is a fucking reseller.
2: But the thing is, there's a difference though. Because you buy things and resell them. Scumbag. He's, he steals things and resells them. There's, there's It means energy, I'm doing it so. wrong.
1: Means Cory Corey's Corey, using his I cat. need to get a
2: pet lizard. Corey, you could be making a hundred percent profit minus whatever it costs to feed that lizard.
3: Yeah. <laughs> mm.
2: Which I imagine probably a couple. That's such crickets. a weird
3: business model. <laughs> out of all the out of all the business models I've ever heard of, someone selling on eBay, <laughs> I've never heard work at a hotel or motel, get a lizard or any sort of animal to do your bidding. And train them to break into rooms and steal items. Well, so you mainly did, toys. You did,
2: you, You're missing. <laughs> you're missing the the clutch piece of why it works so well is that when they pulled into the motel, the motel sign said, "Kids stay for free."
3: Well, wow. So they're
2: wow. attracting the the people letters. with their kids for yeah. a lower rate. And then oh. stealing all their toys.
1: That's I'm pretty sure every. Shit.
3: I'm pretty sure every motel kids stay for free.
2: Yeah, no, they only charge you for the room. They don't charge you per person. Yeah, so it's totally a bullshit. No. It's a bullshit marketing <laughs> scheme. But <laughs> it's like
1: it tricks people. It works. It wait, makes wait. people think, "Oh, I'm getting no. a deal."
2: Hold on, hold on. This is <laughs> twisted. Hotels are different. What if, no, what if a kid shows up by themselves?
1: Oh yeah, that's creepy. Oh. No,
3: that's weird, right?
1: Yeah, that that. I that's mean, weird. Yeah.
2: I mean, he's just gonna steal their toys, and then they're gonna go home, and that's the truth that I'm gonna. Well, that's order. the thing
1: is,
3: we've only seen the tip of the iceberg, Keith. We can't know that he's oh, only gonna steal their toys, Corey. Don't make it just the tip, Joe. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but, no, no, but that's like, look terrible. at the end of the episode where. Oh he goes and tries to escape the police. Oh, spoilers. Yeah. But, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, He's we're willing gonna talk to do about whatever. That. We're going to talk mm-hmm. about that.
2: So let's, let's get back to the episode. So they're all in this, uh, this glass case and Jesse, um, <clears throat> she's kind of like meeting a couple of the new people and the other people have all been there longer at this point. And, albeit some of them probably like 10 minutes longer. Um there's um there's a couple of new characters. There's there's a guy um that is the pocketeer. Yes. He's part of the fastener fours um <laughs> which there's the pocketeer and like the zipper and I don't know. They, they it's all like clothing based superhero. It's like i really like him but at the same time i'm just like oh god somebody bought their kids toys from job lot so um and then there's combat carl jr
1: oh i love that which
2: is like a child-sized combat carl with just a slightly higher pitched voice yeah fantastic um there's also a cat Pez dispenser. There is a clock, like an old man clock. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know. Is there others? There might be a couple more.
1: Yeah, I think there was one or two others. I just don't remember. Yeah, there was so a they, Lego they Bunny. Uh, oh, Lego yeah. Bunny. Yeah, Lego Bunny was actually kind of important because. Uh, True. They used them. A well, couple it was a staircase. Spots. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so like, Pocketeer basically grabs like a paper clip out of his his pocket (laughs) his chest (laughs) pocket and uh gives it to combat carl jr who then climbs up the bunny lego ladder and tries to essentially just unlock the doors and this is the third attempt the last attempt the last paper clip does not work and they are all severely dejected from this um because they all actually worked in really good unison to like try to escape, and it just didn't happen. So,
3: well, the thing is, if if Combat Carl Junior is actually supposed to just be like a uh, three and three quarter inch uh, GI Joe knockoff kind of thing. Mm they didn't have any articulation in their hands, so when he has that paperclip, he can't grip that. <laughs> so that made 100% sense that he was having trouble. Oh,
2: it. man. Oh, wow. Yeah. That makes total sense now. I was just yes. like, man, this is his third attempt. He's still just beefing it. Cause like, like, he like goes to pull down and just like, falls out.
3: Mm. Yeah, like, characters like Buzz Lightyear, they, their hands, like, they can right. close. Yeah, Whereas, like, a G.I. Joe figure, like he just has that like can kind of hold a a weapon kind of mold to mm-hmm. yeah. his hand. Which is which is funny because it they, can't move.
2: I feel like they were using Carl Jr. because he was so small, it was like, oh well his arm can fit through like the space in between yeah. the two doors. But mm. I'm like, now that Woody and Jesse are there, their arms are like fabric. Like if you just True. had one of them do it. Yeah, mm. that would ruin the show. So that's why they didn't do it. So <laughs> anyway, they hear a ding on the computer and the cat <laughs> Pez dispenser has glasses so it can see all the way Ka-ching. across the room <laughs> compared to everybody else. So she's there's like, well, who was it? Who was it that got sold? Because the manager is just selling all these toys online. And she says, oh, well, it's hard to tell, but it looks like a cowboy.
3: Two thousand dollars for Woody, which mm. which see. I feel like that's a, a running thing in this show is that because Woody is such an old toy, mm-hmm. he's worth money.
2: Well, in the because st- I think
3: that comes up in other
1: in the other movies. Yeah, yeah in the yeah, second like the whole movie, second yeah, the movie, the second movie, it's the, the whole plot.
2: The second movie, like this toy seller, like basically like gets woody and then it's like oh he's the last toy and yeah I know Tom will laugh I know I laugh so every, every time. time
3: so that they get woody
2: so he <laughs> there it is so let's let's phrase it a different way this toy seller finds a woody
1: gets and, an erection
2: yeah and mm-hmm. just finds a random woody on the street and <laughs> He, uh, it basically that completes his collection. And then he has like a, a, you know, an auction overseas and he's going to sell the whole thing for like just a ton of money. Mm. And Woody is the most valuable thing in the collection, but also having the whole complete collection. So the thing is, I'm assuming, cause this happens like a movie and a half later that mm. I'm assuming that chances are this guy posted this toy online, not knowing what it was worth And that original guy from the second movie was the one that was, like, $2,000 right now. So here's
3: the problem with that. As someone who actually uses eBay and knows how eBay works, none of that makes sense. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because if it was an auction, it would have a set time. Yeah. Meaning something he just listed wouldn't sell within, like, the hour. It would sell in a couple days. Unless, um, unless, so, he,
2: unless he put a buyout price of two thousand, which would be really, like, but then he strange. wouldn't be
3: surprised. Yeah, right. Because like, he right. he would have had to have known the value. Which honestly, if you're selling on eBay, you should be able to check yeah. the sold comps and up. know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. Like it shouldn't be a surprise for him. It should be. Ex- it, it would still be exciting. But the exciting part probably would have came when he saw what it was in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. And not that it oh it sold within twenty minutes because then you're probably thinking like oh shit I should have listed it for higher
2: yeah oh mm-hmm. yeah totally
3: mm-hmm.
2: so it's <clears throat> it's no surprise that Woody's selling for that much if you see any the other movies but then Jesse gets sold and they don't let you know the price of Jesse
3: well the thing is the thing is he he gets the sale for woody and he comes back because he heard the sound and he immediately packages them up probably the most disciplined reseller (laughs) i've ever seen on ebay to get it shipped and sold within like the you know two minutes of the sale is ridiculous yeah Yeah, Mm because well
2: the thing is it kind of makes sense because if the like fedex ups delivery person is coming and he knew they were coming true He's like, oh, well, I can get this out today instead of waiting for tomorrow. And I feel like that's the only excuse for that other than he's literally running a side business out of the motel that he works at, which is why I'm assuming because he's the manager, he's not the owner, Mm. which is why it seems like extra wrong. Yeah. you know, because it's like, oh, I'm the manager here. I have no oversight because the owner's never here. So I'm stealing children's toys and then selling them online and then shipping them directly from the hotel itself. <laughs> so, but Jesse gets old. He takes her out of the case and then he gets interrupted because the delivery person shows up. So he puts her down on the counter and she tries to free the rest of the people, but she's not tall enough. So she's like, I got to go get Woody. And then like she turns around and... God damn it, Tom. <laughs> Sorry, I can't help myself. <laughs> so so she turns around and, like, the delivery person's taking the box that has Woody in it to the truck. So she's talking to the other toys and Combat Carl. God damn, Combat <laughs> Carl, this brilliant, brilliant character. He just comes up with an idea where. Jesse needs to get in a box and get in that damn truck to save Woody. And Jesse is just like, no, fuck boxes. (laughs) Like, because her backstory being claustrophobic, being stuck in a box Mm. for years, she had already two different instances, like very early on the episode, the toolbox she got stuck in for like 20 seconds and she freaked out. And then the backpack, when they left her alone in there, she freaked out in there. She was mm-hmm. like, I'm not doing it. And Combat Carl gives her the most amazing motivational speech I think I've ever heard in my life. Which <laughs> is, Jesse, remember your training. And she goes, I don't have any training. And he goes, Well, forget that.
0: <laughs> and he goes,
2: When I find I'm paraphrasing. And he's like, when I find myself in a in a pickle, I say, Combat Carl never gives up. Combat Carl finds a way. And he goes, say it. And she goes, Combat Carl never gives up. Combat Carl finds a way. And he goes, You're not Combat Carl. <laughs> and then she repeats it back with her own name. And Jesse never gives up, Jesse finds a way. Like, but that was to me, that would like that was the the interaction that made this episode where I was just like, Oh, goddamn, that was so good.
1: Yeah. Because then yeah. just
2: Jesse understood it, though, because, like, she was just, like, panicked and following whatever. But when she said it, they also, the animators did a really good job of her just, like, understanding, like, oh, I can, like, psych myself up and, like, you know, empower myself kind of thing. So she, like, goes to the front counter, finds a box on the counter, unpacks it, and finds transitron <laughs> cory is that a real toy i got
3: so hyped i got so hyped up for this no it's not a real toy I figured but it it's based on voltron or any yeah. of the uh transformer combiners mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. probably more the transformer combiners like devastator computron any of those bruticus yep uh i got so hyped up because for one it just looks like a badass robot yeah yeah, and then at the end when after uh, yes. puts Jesse in the box and and needs to make his getaway, he breaks off into five robots. Yeah, like, yes. Computron <laughs> or, or not Computron, Transitron. escape. I feel like yeah. that was.
2: I, I feel like honestly, when he did that, it was this like okay, everybody for themselves, like <laughs> break yeah. break apart and run, <laughs> like power in numbers. Um, so. She she frees Transitron from his packed up box, which he is eternally grateful. And she's like, Well, need you to pack me in here. And he's like, What? <laughs> so she tells him, she goes, Don't he's about to tape her in in or tape the box shut. And she's like, Don't tape it. Just put this other box on top of it. And he's like, sure, I'll do that. Peace out. Splits into robot sleeves. The delivery person goes okay, and like grabs those two boxes. And the top one falls off. She realizes it's not taped, and then de- the delivery person tapes the box closed on Jesse. Yep. And Jesse is just downright panic stricken all over again.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, she ends up in the truck, walls closed in, but the lesson from Combat Carl.
0: <laughs>
2: she she ends up being like. Nope. Jesse never gives up. Jesse finds a way. And she realizes that there's a, like a packing list in the box and she finds it and it has a paper clip on it. So she bends mm. it open, pokes it through the tape, slides it on down the box, breaks out and then saves Woody as well. Gets to his box, breaks him out of his box. And... Gets back to, well, not like they went that far. there in the parking lot, but they get back into the motel. Back into that back room to go to save everybody else. And Jesse at this point pulls what I would call an audible. Yeah. Because like Woody's like, okay, let's do this. Because Woody's like, you know, he's like the leader from the first movie. He kind of gets like ousted from that spot periodically so this is not totally out of the norm yeah (laughs) but like he gets ousted like temporarily like everybody always defaults to woody as the leader and Mm. until somebody else has like a better idea and then he's forced to kind of follow so jesse instead of because she i think realizes that bonnie's about to leave and she's like we can't just like get everybody out so she runs for the curtain And she, because there's basically like a doorway with a curtain separating this back room from literally like the front desk where Bonnie Mm. and her mom are right now. And um, she runs there and the lizard wakes up and attacks. And
1: yeah, yeah. This, Mr. This Jones. Was... That's the name of it. Mr. Jones. <laughs> yeah. We haven't said that. Wow. I love that, by the way, because his dog bowl or his little food bowl says his name, Mr. Jones, on it, and it cracked me up.
2: <laughs> Which, like, obviously, this, this, you know, the guy that owns the lizard cares. He cares about his lizard. I mean, yeah. Then again, the lizard provides him a whole lot of extra income. So,
3: you know, mm-hmm. yeah. they're business partners. <laughs> there you go.
2: Yeah. So, um, Jesse runs to the curtain. The lizard attacks, and she kicks it.
3: And actually, it spits. She up. Kicked it in the lizard balls.
2: No, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. She.
3: That's what I wrote down because that, based on the reaction this lizard had, like, there's no way he did She didn't like hit him with a nut shot or something.
2: Yeah. No, she <laughs> she got him good. That's. Because he he puked up. Well, he puked up. Combat Carl's missing hand.
1: Yeah. Yeah, if someone kicked me in the balls, so, I'd do that too.
2: Yeah, Tom would puke up the hand that he just swallowed the, swallowed the day before. Um, mm-hmm. So then she actually like she I has one. Need, to, I
3: don't need to know your kings, Tom. She's, <laughs> yes. So Tom's she, just looking for someone to kick him in the balls so he can <laughs> like, up. Up. Yeah. so he can get off. Well, you know, <laughs> Jesus! Whatever you're looking
2: to puke up, whatever you're looking to puke up, how you just don't swallow it to begin with.
1: He would save you a kick in the balls. Literally. Oh. I'm not trying to Keith. kick Jamie Tom no. Keith, I I gotta be me, Keith.
0: That's
2: true. I gotta be <laughs> me. I mean, you have no choice to be, but to be you. So. Yep. <sighs> so. Jesse's running towards the, the curtain and the, the lizard's got her. And she sees Mr. Potato Head's from the previous kick. Mr. Potato Head's arm is actually like, he's like, that also came like part way up. And she's like, oh, perfect. And she grabs Mr. Potato Head's other arm out of this lizard's throat, holds on to the end of it, and then throws it like at the curtain so the arm grabs the curtain. And then just lets the lizard drag her. Because the lizard's been trained to just grab toys and put them in this little basket on like the in like the back of the room. So the lizard grabs her. It pulls the curtain off. And then Bonnie sees all of her toy, Well, most of her toys. In a glass case in that room. And she immediately runs back there. And she's like, my toys! And he's like... The, the manager's like, oh, you can't come back here. And then does nothing to stop her. Um, mm-hmm. Which, obviously, he's. Well,
3: what was he going to do?
1: Fight a small child.
2: Yes, yeah, true. Like he, I mean, he <laughs> could have just kicked her right in the face. But that would. He that totally would have won. won. He would have won. Like, he would have won the battle, but lost the war. And he <laughs> lost the war anyway because the child was like, these are all of my toys. Um. Mm-hmm. So, Bonnie gets all of her toys. They go to leave. The, the manager's turning to Bonnie's mom. Like, I'll buy the cowboy from you. $200, $300. And he's just like spouting off numbers. And she's just giving him dirty looks like. And
3: threatening to call the police.
2: Yeah, you, mm. just, you dirty, dirty man. Why are you buying my daughter's toys? And, um, and then to Corey's earlier point, during the credits, um, all the toys escape. And then basically hitch a ride with the delivery truck. They like jump into the back of it and the police show up to talk to the manager and they walk up to the counter and they're like, are you the manager? And he's like, well, yeah, no, 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 I'm not. Uh, but I will go get the manager. And then he (laughs) runs out the back door, jumps in the police car and then floors it in reverse and immediately crashes it into the sign for the motel. And then gets (laughs) out of the car and runs and that to me honestly seemed a little bit a little bit much a little bit out of the care like that was that was totally for the parents kids would not explain the fact that this guy went from like misdemeanor to felony (laughs) like because the thing is he yeah he took a kid's toys which he was gonna sell she got the toys back he could have been like Filed the police report it would have been like a misdemeanor or like some like, you know, like mild theft, like definitely not a felony kind of thing because it, it was like a one time mm-hmm. instance that he got caught for. And instead he stole a police car. So he must have been doing this for so long that he was like, oh, they well. they, they fucking
1: got me.
3: There's probably some bodies in that motel. I oh, was just something. thinking that. Yes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you gotta go darker, Keith. Wait, are yeah. you are you
2: saying that like he used to kill children for their toys? I'm not saying children. Well, geez, children
3: I'm just saying, Jeez, like, kid, just Keith. because well, Corey, he does that for profit doesn't mean he's not into some other shit. I was gonna
2: say it's really yeah. messed up if you're telling me that he's not killing the children, he's only killing the parents, stealing the children's toys, and then what happens
3: to that child? Not everybody has to be there with a child, Keith. <laughs> yeah. Oh. That's not r that'd be a weird requirement for a hotel or a motel. <laughs> just so like, no no no, you need a yeah. kid. Hello. So you can't stay here without a kid. So so if you so if he was staying
2: <laughs> so if he was killing people and stealing toys and there wasn't always children, was he just killing people and stealing like vibrators and flashlights?
3: Oh, what?
2: What is that? What why? you bring with you when, stealing, when no you go st- there? You stealing adult
3: toys?
1: Ah, oh, that's good for
3: all, the, for all the people that need to go <laughs> fuck
1: themselves. On. Yeah,
3: come on,
1: adult toys—that's funny.
2: I mean, you start no, you, but realistically, you start, you start with fidget spinners and you work
3: your way up.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. No, but because...
3: realistically. We only saw him stealing toys. He could also be stealing, like, jewelry, wallets, stuff like that. Whoa,
2: whoa, whoa. <laughs> Corey, this is a kid's show. Let's stick to murder, oh, okay? Wow. <laughs> and, and,
3: <laughs> and sex toys.
2: Yeah, let's, yes. <laughs> let's stick to murder and sex toys. You can't be just, and condoms stealing, on the floor you can't just stealing people's wallets and jewelry.
3: Not without murder. And Buzz not, licking cum stain. Not without murder.
1: Oh. <laughs> uh, you this... know what? It, that, you know what? That, it, that hotel was probably uh, the same hotel that my father and I stayed at. Oh, no. it, it was after he stepped on the condom and it went squish. Oh, you know, The cleaning lady came in. She scooped up the, the rubber but left the stuff behind. And Buzz Lightyear ended up finding it a little oh, later. no. Um, um, um. Oh, she picked <laughs> oh. it. She picked
2: it up by the tip instead of picking it up by like the base. So just. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, oh man, that's so... a bad. That's a
2: bad cleaning lady.
3: Yeah. So, how many hotel rubbers out of ten <laughs> oh, would you give this episode?
2: That is not the proper scale. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I think it checks out. Yeah. Sure.
1: Mm-hmm um i am gonna give it eight rubbers out of ten uh i i i i think i was talking with cory when we keith had a little bathroom break earlier so i don't know if it's going to be included or not what we were talking about uh but initially like uh i noticed things the animation quality Uh, At the very beginning, particularly the scene with the car on the outside of the car when they hit a pothole and burst the tire. Like, I noticed some of the animation quality is not quite as nice as the rest. Of course, Keith pointed out, it might have been that my my, uh, movie was buffering, but um, I noticed a few things like that. uh, But overall, I, I thought it was pretty good. Solid story. Uh, you know, good pacing, um, lovable characters. And and what I loved the most was they're all voiced by the original actor, uh, voice actors for, for all the characters, which was really cool. Considering this is just a 24 minute that it's like a, you know, a regular cartoon, uh, a Sunday or or, I'm sorry, Saturday morning cartoon episode length, you know, just 20 something minutes. It's, it's so, um, yeah, I, I was pretty uh, impressed. And and also, I'd like to point out, uh, Keith talked about Combat Carl being voiced by Carl Weathers. He's right. And that's why I was accidentally calling him Action Carl, because I was thinking Action Jackson, which Carl Weathers played in a movie. And I was mixing up... And, you know, characters from that movie and his, his toy, so before, I think before we start recording, I was calling him Action Carl. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I like the show, and, uh, you know what? I, I, I might even bump it up to an 8.5. Yeah, I'll bump it up to an 8.5. Rubbers.
3: Yeah, okay. I would go with, yeah. uh, eight hotel floor rubbers out of ten <laughs> for me. Um... Mm-hmm. I was really surprised by this episode. I initially was going to suggest we hold off on it, uh, posting it, until, like, a Halloween-type time, but it doesn't Mm -hmm. seem to be that much of a Halloween episode. Right. Like, it starts that way, but it definitely doesn't finish that way, and thus, like, the tone of it doesn't really scream halloween to me honestly so I, Twitter, I thought, that that's what they went with for a theme
2: yeah i thought the yeah. same thing where i was like oh like we could we could save this and post it around halloween but to your point like the lead up is like spooky halloween ish and then that entirely dissolves into yeah. just mm-hmm. pure... once you know
3: about once you know about the lizard the halloween yeah. vibe is completely gone yep absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. But I very much enjoyed this Combat Carl, absolutely amazing. I wish they'd use him in more Toy story stuff because I mean, come on. Mm. He he's a character I'd like to see for a full feature length movie. Uh, but I don't think they they're really do... going to be making more. So,
2: so they did Toy make story, a so. a fake like a Combat Carl um like commercial. After like so, if you kept watching the episode, if you did, go back and watch it. There's there's a Combat Carl commercial about um, coughing into your elbow as a way to (laughs) spare other people (laughs) from germs. (laughs) And it's just it's like it's just pure combat, Carl. Just educating children like he's a GI Joe, but educating children about coughing coughing into your elbow so that way you don't spread germs. And it was just one of those things where it was like one, and it was done not in the Toy Story animation style. It was done in like two D, regular cartoon animation style. That's great. Yeah, it was. It was just like an extra, I mean, it's obviously not going to totally satisfy you in the fact that you want Combat Carl to probably have his own, his own show that went for multiple seasons. But it's at least <laughs> one little extra tidbit where you're just like, God damn, I love Combat Carl.
1: <laughs> mm. I'm going to go back and watch that. I can't believe I missed that. Ah. Oh, Keith, what did you give for your score?
2: Well, sorry. I didn't mean to cut Corey off there. Corey? No, I was pretty much done. All right. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to – the thing is, Tom, (laughs) I know you bumped yours up to an 8.5. I was going to give mine an 8. I'm going to stick at an 8. Um, Like I said, I've seen this uh, probably at least 50 times, like – my daughter she just she she like when she really likes a movie or a tv show we just watch it incessantly and then she eventually gets like played out with it and then like doesn't ever want to see it again and then eventually it like resurfaces and what was good about this episode too is that um my son was being kind of fussy it wouldn't go down for a nap earlier when i would have been watching this so i was like hey maya do you want to watch toy story of terror and she's like huh and i was like you've seen this and she's like oh yeah and i was like can we watch this and she goes why (laughs) (laughs) and i was like well because i want to talk with my friends about it later and she goes all right and then we watched it and she was literally like silent eyes glued to the TV the whole time because it was familiar to her, but she hasn't watched it in so long that she was just like, yeah. oh, yeah. like mm. you know, It's like when you re-watch like, an old movie you haven't seen in a while, and you're like, I remember this movie, but then you're watching it, and you see all the details of the movie, and you're like, oh, yeah. i like, super into this. So mm-hmm. it was pretty cool. I wrote notes on my phone and then emailed them to myself to be able to talk about this. And uh, it's honestly... As an adult, like, watching this incessantly a couple years ago, um, I was not disappointed. Like, every time I watched it, I'm the kind of person that I can rewatch. Like, if I enjoy something, I can re-watch it multiple times. And mm. the fact that Maya wanted to watch it so many times, I was perfectly fine with. Um, it's It is Toy Story. It's Toy Story. The first half of the episode is a little bit out of the box of what they've previously done. Um, because it was kind of spooky, and there was a little bit more. Um, uh, what do you call it when a character exposition? Mm-hmm. That's that's what it's called. Yeah. Mister Pricklepants does extra like exposition of like what's going to happen. He kind of gives you the lead up, which, as a child, yeah. gives you like the forewarning that something creepy is going to happen. As an adult, is just kind of comical because he's yeah like. He's warning everybody, but none of the other toys are listening to him because they're just like, oh, Mm. you're just a theater major, you know, (laughs) or or a thespian as, you know, (laughs) as as Thomas would tell us. (laughs) (laughs) So, I don't know. Yeah, it's an eight for me.
1: Cool. Yeah. Good pick, Keith. Good pick. Thanks. I liked it very much. Yes. I had never seen it till today.
2: Technically, my daughter picked it like years ago. And I was just like, uh. you know
1: what? <laughs> this is a cartoon.
2: It's 20 something minutes long. It fits all of our criteria. And it's good. You guys are going to watch this with me. Yeah. The, the only thing that I regret is that there's nothing else to watch. Like, it's a single episode, it's not like a.
0: Mm, it's not like a show. Part of a series. Where they, yeah. yeah,
2: they didn't even do like a limited series. There's technically one other episode that has nothing to do with this one, but it's um, it's like Toy Story in the time that or the land that time forgot, and it's we'll get there. We'll do that one. It's like another twenty something well, minute I mean, episode, but it's not like a Halloween. We're gonna
3: we're gonna do this show for the remainder of you know. Our, our lifetime lifespan, yeah. theoretically so yeah.
2: like so like five or six years at least maybe yeah. we'll
3: get it before we do. yeah well, <laughs> yeah we're not in the best shape no yeah. <laughs> i mean well, we'd like to thank you we are
2: in our 30s <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so time's ticking <laughs>
3: yeah yeah <laughs> We'd like to thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to three guys ramble about cartoons and uh, the twilight of our lives, I guess. (laughs) Uh, If you'd like to ramble about our ramblings or what we rambled about, you can join the Cartoon Commentary Podcast group on Facebook. If you have any questions, comments, or corrections, for us, you can reach us at cartooncommentarypodcast at gmail.com. And until all are one, I've been Corey. I've been Tom. I'm Keith.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye. Was that weird?
1: Bye.
0: See ya. Bye. (laughs) Dick.